Hi there, this is Erin Nicole, and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement podcast. We've got no background podcast music still, unfortunately, because thieves have stolen it remotely out of my device, committing felonies. It is a felony to go into someone else's computer or smartphone, and you're going to get caught. The rest of you enjoy this message. Hi there, this is Erin Nicole, and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement podcast. On this show, I interview people from all over the world. Lately, I've been doing a lot of sermons inspired through the divine. In our household, we worship the Holy Trinity, Father of all of us, His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And uh, sometimes I share music with you that I create or is tied into the topic and it just comes to mind. I don't pre-plan this show other than uh, when I have guests, uh, you know, those standard questions. Um, I was just listening to some worship music this morning. Had a little bit of a difficult time getting out of bed, I'm not going to lie. My asthma is acting up this morning. I can tell my chest was a little tight. My my nose was a little plugged up. But I I don't say that to complain. I say that just to be real with you that... um, we all go through good days and otherwise days, and some days it's easier to get out of bed than others. And uh, as I record this, it's a Sunday, so I don't have to necessarily get up at any particular time. But when I chose to get up, that's when when I elevated my body right to a seated position. I was able to breathe easier and got my little allergy tablet in my morning uh, meds. I take a brain supplement and because of the car accident that I was involved in, another lady hit me going about 75, 80 miles an hour in July. Um, I take right now just two ibuprofen. I was taking the max dose. So I know that I'm on the healing journey. Doctor prescribed me a different medication, but it causes stomach bleeding and drowsiness. Um, I, one of which I asked him directly, does it cause drowsiness because I need to be dr- able to drive? And he said, no, it doesn't cause drowsiness. And then I looked it up online and it did. So it is what it is. Doctors don't know everything. And uh, doctors have been under a lot of stress as we all have been under a lot of stress. So if we have the uh, internet right now, as it's still working so far, Sometimes for me, sometimes for you, I'm sure. Uh, We can look things up ourselves and ask questions. And uh, we can also ask our Heavenly Father questions. And He provides us answers in His perfect timing. And as I was listening to the music this morning, I was getting up and just getting into my my praise posture. Uh, Sometimes hands raised all the way up in the air, sometimes right by my shoulder line with my arms facing, my hands face, my palms, I should say, facing the ceiling in reverence to him. Uh, sometimes I get a little bit of dancing in there as well, whatever whatever the uh, the Holy Spirit inspires through me. Now I've got limited space here and we got a wobbly television in this temporary stay, so I can't jump around like I'd like to, but I am grateful for not having to sleep in my car like like my new friend I just met this last week who is sleeping in the truck because they're paying, they're being an honorable uh, parent and paying their child support and uh, they can't get housing right now. They're on a wait list. So uh, I am grateful. I don't grumble and complain. I try not to. 
I encourage you to try not to complain either because the Lord provides for His children when we ask. When we ask. So the topic this morning is miracles are all around. So he actually had whispered it to me about an hour or so ago, uh, maybe an hour and a half. When I first had woken up, I was hearing some some clanging in the kitchen. My uh, landlord's new boo thing is uh, a very organized, neat person and decided to start cleaning it very early hour before the rest of us were supposed to be awake and uh, the Holy Spirit whispered to me when I had woken up that that was going to be the topic and actually put in my mind a memory that I hadn't thought about in a while and I knew that that was going to be the topic for me to talk about so um, I do want to warn parents if you have young listeners uh, preview this episode first because I am going to be speaking about self-harm and I do not desire to encourage anyone to self-harm themselves Uh, but I do have to speak about it in order to share the miracle around us so with that in mind, if you have children in the car, you might want to skip this episode till you're alone so you could listen to it and then decide amongst yourselves, pray about it, and see if the Lord desires for you to share this with your children. So let me caveat by uh, first starting. If you have never heard my story, my testimony, um, I was I was raised in a, a family of church-going Christian family, um, but When I was three years old, I started experiencing uh, sexual grooming and uh, sexual abuse from a sibling, my oldest sibling, and it went on for, uh, my memory as I'm more grateful um, starts to open up, the worst of it was from three to five years old, and there was bits and pieces of memories um, as I was uh, seven years old, and so my memory shows me four years two really bad, and then two sporadic years. And that is uh, PTSD. I was never diagnosed with it. I was never told any diagnoses of anything except for asthma. uh, Asthma, and I have some sort of, uh, in my spine, bone on bone in the vertebrae, but that was later in life. So let me share with you that, uh, just to keep in mind that Survivors of childhood abuse are survivors of PTSD. It's PTSD stands for post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, it has a spectrum, just like any other condition. Some people are impacted greater. Some people have more resiliency, like muscles within themselves to bounce back from adversity. I have a lot of resiliency, I think, because I started getting abused at such a young age. However, when I hit 14 years old, that was when I first discovered my spiritual gift of forecasting in the future. Um, I have, uh, the Heavenly Father gave me the gift of vision and prophecy, but back then, um, living under the household of my father's leadership, he was very depressed. So the spirits in our house were very depressing. Now we lived in a Christian home, right? We went to church every Sunday, heavily involved in the church. I was on the worship team. Uh, When I was older, I helped with VBS with my mom. I was, when I was a child, I was in, they had an Awana program. 
that was kind of like a spiritual training, a physical activity, uh, weekly thing where you play games with the kids and study Bible verses and have little homework assignments and things. Um, I was involved in the youth group in junior high and in high school. Then they, they launched a, a new church under our church building in, uh, I think it was when I was in ninth grade, called New Song for College and High School students to, tr- to transition to prepare spiritually to grow your spiritual muscles and whatnot. And so I still struggled with my mental health, but getting plugged into church regularly, getting uh, music, singing, being a part of people around that were singing worship and praise to our Savior got my mind off of my pain and got me focused on how I could be of service to others. Now, it doesn't heal the pains inside you. So if you if you go through PTSD from having uh, experienced a traumatic uh, event or chronic event of harm, if you are a parent and you have children and you're concerned that they have been abused or groomed or whatnot, it's a very complex issue. But the Lord can heal anything if you bring it to Him and you ask Him. I had struggled for 18 years by myself because society doesn't support PTSD. Now, there are programs. You can sign up for therapy and this and that, but really, true healing comes from the Father. There are mental health therapists you could go to, psychiatrists to get prescribed medications and whatnot, and then they have their own side effects, right? Um, We believe in it all, whatever works for you, but miracles are all around. I had my first self-harm thought. I don't think it was my own thought. I think it was a spiritual attack when I was 14 years old. I had sang a few months before that. There was, I think, four of us ladies from the junior high. It was another junior high's funeral. A boy. He was an eighth grader. He, um, I think he played the saxophone, if I'm remembering correctly. Their band wasn't there at the jazz festival. All the schools were at the jazz festival, except for that school. He had killed himself. And I was one of four top singers in our choir. Me, Jackie, Strickerds, Natasha, and maybe it might have been Karina. I can't remember the fourth person. Melissa. Maybe it was Melissa. In any case, we were asked to sing at the funeral at the church down the street from Spanaway Junior High. And we did. And then, maybe the next day or a couple days later, Mr. Anderson, our principal, brought us in to thank us all for singing at the funeral because the whole town was riveted. When you have a teenager commit suicide, and he got his dad's weapon out. It was in a gun safe, but he found the key. That completely shifted how our family operated. Mom said, you hide because dad had a gun safe. She said, you hide your keys. I don't want to know where your keys are at. You need to make sure you keep those out of reach of our kids. Everybody started tightening up their ship. And when I spoke with Mr. Anderson, and he's thanking us all. I was the last one in there, and I said, can I talk to you afterwards? He's like, sure. And I told him, I said, I'm not doing so good. I'm not sure what's going on, but I'm really stressed, and I can't really 
I can't really think. Like, I'm not motivated to do my homework, and I'm, like, really worried at home to go to school. I was experiencing PTSD. My body was shutting down. My mind was shutting down. And I was starting to have self-harm thoughts because another teenager had done it, and that is what the spiritual forces do. The dark, the, the dark spiritual realm <clears throat> is very powerful, but it's not more powerful than the Lord above all lords. And we all have angels, and, we, and there are demons. You can't see them. They're in the spiritual realm. Some people can, though. Some people have the gift to seeing different dimensions. And <clears throat> at that time, it wasn't just his death. There was a Sunday school teacher. Oh, what was her name, Father? I remember her face. She had gorgeous red-brown hair. She was maybe 45 years old. She told us, she said she struggled with suicide every day, and she had a gun under her pillow. We're 14 years old. We knew that wasn't, that wasn't normal thinking, and that was at church. So she was struggling with her mental health. The whole town was impacted when one person ended their life, and that is what suicide does. It spreads like wildfire, and that is why it has been such a challenging thing to teach and train people how to overcome. Because if you talk about it, then it might pull up a risk for people to commit the act. But let me just give you, I guess, a sense of, I don't know what to call it, but just let me just ease your mind. That's what I wanted to say. If you don't talk about it, it's still going to happen. We all know the 988 number now if you live in the U.S. That number was ready at the launch of 2020. How did they have that number already in the works? Because it was planned. The whole pandemic shutdown was planned. They on purpose caused a bunch of fear through the media telling us that there was biological warfare that came out of nowhere and all kinds of mixed information when they released diseases on purpose to their own citizens. That is the truth. And then they said the cure is to get the injection when they, on purpose, were trying to kill a bunch of people to make space in the world. And if you get the injection, you're not going to be surviving in the next few years because it decreases your immune system. It can cause all kinds of negative side effects, and you can still get COVID, even when you get the injection, and you can still spread it to other people. And I know this is a very politically charged episode, and I don't mean to be political, but when you harm human beings that you're responsible for, people get upset. And I'm a protector of vulnerable populations. I'm a protector of human beings. That is our job. That is our job. If you are a leader... You are responsible for your people. There are miracles, though, everywhere. There are miracles everywhere. And I want to talk to you about some of those miracles. Because back in 2018, I finally had a heart-to-heart with the Lord above all lords because I had gotten an implant, a bicep implant for birth control. I had never gotten one before. I had been divorced, and I was engaged, and my 
fiance had broken up with me via text message, and this was the first man that I had dated since then, and he was very kind to me. Um, he encouraged me to get it. We were both consenting adults. I don't recommend it. I do not recommend it if you have depression. It completely removed all rational thought in my mind. He had broken up with me. He was very kind about it. He said, I, hey, because I had an opportunity to move across the country. He encouraged me to move, which told me that he didn't want to be with me. I was heartbroken. Now, we didn't date that long. Shouldn't have been that big of a deal. And would not have been that big of a deal if I didn't have the birth control implant in my arm. But it impacts your uh, hormones. And when you impact the hormones in the brain... You don't think like a normal self. I had an out-of-body experience where my the Holy Spirit that lives and breathes inside my soul came outside my body, and I could I could see it while I was calling 911 while I was crying out after not 911 sorry the uh, it used to be 1-800 suicide hotline number now it's 988 whatever that number was back then, and after that call he calmed me down he coached me on encouraging me to start sharing move happy and to start having plans executive plans to launch my business it became a business consulting call my suicide hotline number talking to my angel and then after that I prayed after that phone call because that was the last day I was going to be on this earth I'm not joking around this Move Happy movement is all about healing you from the inside out. And only, the only being that can heal you from the inside out is the Heavenly Father. You don't have to suffer. I suffered for 18 years because when I went out and reached out for help, people couldn't help me to the level of, of care that I needed. And I never had money to pay for the level of care I needed. That is what being a middle-class citizen really is like. So I had to learn how to heal myself. They're getting plugged in to regular hangouts with friends, to getting plugged into regular exercise movement that I enjoy doing on a daily basis, to spending a lot of time alone journaling, meditating, praying, doing music, doing things that I enjoy doing, getting plugged into volunteering. That's what this whole movement is about. And that is why there's so many people that are threatened by this movement because it's truth. It's truth that the Lord heals you through simple means, very simple means. And there's a pharmaceutical company, a bunch of them, that want to keep telling you that the cure is in the pills because they're profiting off of your pains. And then you have extra side effects. Then we're not against pharmaceuticals. I took escitalopram. was a very effective pill for my uh, depressive and anxiety episodes, but only take it for six months. If you take it longer than that, it negatively impacts your memory. And you don't have long-term memory. I don't know about you, but I would like to keep and hold my memories forever. So that Lord completely healed me after that phone call and the uh, angel encouraged me to get the birth control implant removed out of my body as soon as possible. Now if he knew to advise me to remove it, then why are we encouraging women to get on birth control? And why aren't the pharmaceutical industry, why aren't they taking responsibility for the self-harm acts they are encouraging 
in women to get on birth control? How about you tell a man to start taking birth control? And that will completely shift how they fund research. Mm-hmm. 100% confident on that one. <laughs> there are miracles everywhere. Another miracle that uh, the Lord just brought to mind. Uh, when was this, Father? This was before I got married. It was right around the time my uh, my hero of 2020 had reconnected with me, I think towards the end of 2021. I was considering um, getting into house cleaning to allow myself to have customized hours and to have a little bit less stress not being around a, a bunch of people. And so I had started working for this company I was training. They told me my first day of training I would be paid and I told the uh, the owner was really nice at the time. I said, um, I've got a veteran and first responders nonprofit. I like to help people with depression. That's that's my purpose. And uh, um, working here would be you know a temporary thing for me um, because I've been experiencing a lot of uh, cyber attacks and whatnot, and I've I've kind of put it on pause. I'm not able to make money. They keep hacking into my stuff and blocking my websites and I never know when they're blocking it and uh, <clears throat> I'd like to have stable money so I can pay my bills be responsible I was before that I was selling high-end shears for a company as a, a sales representative and they'd send me to different beautician schools and they kept forgetting to pay me and they told me I was a w-2 employee but they were paying me through the cash app and they weren't providing me uh, consistent money they still owe me money and they had another business. They were doing some money laundering or something. It was shady. I don't know. It was weird. But in any case, I had <clears throat> left that job because they kept forgetting to pay me. You shouldn't, as an employee, have to remind the owner of the company to pay you. That's, that's a big problem. And uh, they made a lot of money. They made a lot of money. But they were poor leaders. It is what it is. I learned lessons of what not to do. Number one rule, if you own a business and you have employees... Or 1099 contractors. Pay your people first. That is the job of a business owner. So it didn't work there anymore. So then I reached out to this cleaning company. What's that, Father? Say the name. Oh, he said say the name. Clean Clarksville. They have one in uh, Nashville as well. And uh, he had encouraged me to work with this lady. And... Uh, he said, you just do one day of shadowing, and then then after that, you'll be uh, assigned your own. And uh, he said, you split the money if you work with somebody else, and if you work by yourself, you get the whole thing. I was like, okay. So I was expecting to get paid half the money. And uh, she had her, her son with her. He was like 20, 21, something like that. He was a survivor of a, a real bad car crash. She was a really nice lady. She was a uh, former veteran spouse. Her and her husband had divorced. Um, he was a Purple Heart. I remember she said that. she. I think she still liked him. She still had a good relationship with him, but just things didn't work out between the two of them. And her son had survived a very terrible car crash where he was actually unconscious for an hour. I believe she said 60 minutes, like brain dead for an hour and she prayed she said I was praying to everybody she's like I don't care who brings him back bring my son back 
And sure enough, he did. He had, uh, there was a video on TikTok. I'd be, well, I don't have access to TikTok right now, but back when I did, she had tagged me in the video and his, his head was dented in like a football bashed his, his brains in. I was like, whoa, he's had incredible healing since then. And uh, what it's done for his memory, though, is it's impacted his, his short-term memory. So he only remembers the accident very specifically, and he only remembers uh, Eminem rap. <laughs> he loves Eminem, and he would repeat it all day. So what I did, I did help her with cleaning, but what I did really was kept her son busy. She lost her job as a paralegal because she needed to take care of her adult son that had a, a TBI. She needed a job that she could be able to continue taking care of him. And she told me that uh, he didn't remember short-term things. So if the difference between short-term and long-term memory is short-term memory is like something that's like right there, immediate, right? You can recall it right away. Long-term is things that happened years ago that you remember very vividly. I have an extremely good long-term memory. The Lord has healed that part of my mind, the more grateful I am. And at times during higher transitional stress seasons, my short-term memory isn't so good, but I've learned to adapt to that through journaling. So I, I notate things physically. The physical act, it does something in your brain to help you remember, and then you can review it later. So. He struggled with his short-term memory. So if she would give him a command or a direction, he would say, okay, and then he would forget it. So that's a lot of stress for a parent, right? So I was helping to keep him busy, and uh, he was real into, like, beatboxing and, like, you know, banging on the, on the countertop, like, doing little beat drums with his fists and stuff. And he was just cool. He was, he was what he was. I didn't try to change him. I just let him be himself, and I was being friendly. And uh, towards the end of the day, he had, I was doing a, a what do you call it? In, in the school system, when you're teaching, you do CFUs, checking for understanding. <clears throat> I was doing it throughout just because I wanted to see if being kind to him, if giving him attention, if he could recall things from earlier in the day. And sure enough, he did. His mind started healing just from the 12 hours that I spent with him. And I said, wow, Lord, you are good. That was a miracle because his mother had been taking care of him every day since the car accident. I think it happened a few years. I think it was 20, was it 2019, Father? I think it was 2019 was the car accident. I have to double check. So she had been dealing with that for three years where he's not remembering anything on a day-to-day -day basis except for Eminem raps and beatboxing. And he, um, he smoked weed to calm down his, um, I think it was medically prescribed to calm down his um, anger episodes, right? Because you'd be frustrated if you couldn't remember anything, wouldn't you? I know I would. I get so frustrated when, well, I'd say in the past, I got very frustrated when I would forget things. That's why I started notating things. That's why in the last three years of this contest, people have been so angry at me because they have on purpose erased, digitally erased, they've hacked in, committed felonies, all kinds of felonies, trying to erase my history, trying to trip me up and make me look foolish and make me lose my mind. But you can't. 
You can't lose your mind if you're a child of the Most High King, for he did not give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. And when you speak the truth of the Bible, the enemy can't come near you. So this gentleman that uh, I was helping the mother through the Clean Clarksville Company, I was uh, helping to clean the house with her and then helping to keep him busy. I witnessed the miracle of him being able to recall things from earlier in the day. And he confirmed it. And I told him and I validated him. I said, you can remember things. He says, what? I said, your mom told me earlier today in front of you that you don't remember things that happened in that same day that you forget. And it's, I think it's stressing your mom out, but you can remember things, can't you? And he smiled like he had this sense of pride in himself, like I had given him some encouragement. If you take the time to give people what they need, most people are the same, no matter no matter what their age is, no matter what their socioeconomic status is, or their religious affiliation, or their sexual orientation. Most people are the same. They want to be heard. They want to be validated, and they want to be made feel uh, felt special in some capacity. So look for the good in others. That's what I want to encourage you with. And, and you might see miracles in your everyday life that you can experience. Now, this company didn't end so good. I only worked that one day. Uh, he had promised to pay me for my training, and then he lied. He said, I didn't tell you that. I said, I remember our conversation on the phone, but it wasn't in writing. So I had made a post about it, asking for the, the team that looks out for me to uh, look into my phone and look in the conversations, because this man had harassed me, told me that I was like committing, I don't know, some sort of illegal thing for asking for my proper payment after working for him. I worked 12, I think 12 hours that day, and he didn't pay me anything. And she didn't want to split the money with me because she needed to pay medical bills for her son. And I said, you don't, you shouldn't have to pay me. He told me he would pay me for the training. That is his job, not your job to get your pay cut because you were helping to train me. And she showed me how to do like detailed cleaning work in the kitchen and the oven and stuff like that and like around the rims of the um, not they're not called rims um, baseboards and do like did fine detailed work she is very good at her job and it took a little bit longer for her to explain and show things to me right so and it took longer because her son uh, was joking around and whatnot and getting him back on task <laughs> so that was uh, challenging because he didn't he didn't help much with the cleaning. He got real bored with the cleaning. And, but he had to stay with his mom. So it's like taking care of an adult kid. Now, if you have uh, a, an adult child with disabilities, you know, they are an adult. But they have the mind of a younger person. And I can imagine that that would be draining to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. I want to encourage you. You're not alone. Get plugged in. See if there are programs through a church in your local community or through your local university. Um, I'm going to get some coffee creamer here. Uh, when I was in graduate school, I volunteered at a program that had been created. Um, I'm not sure when it was created, but it was such a neat program called Club Impact. This was the uh, University, Oregon State University's way to connect with the community to all the parents that had individuals with disabilities um, as children, 21 years or 
was it 21 or 26? I forget. I think it was 21 or, or younger. And what they did was paired them up with a college student one-on-one. They had an hour and a half of land activities and an hour and a half of water activities in the pool. And they um, they were in a group setting, but they had a, men- a peer mentor that was in college or graduate school. I volunteered because I took the, um, uh, there was a course that I took. It was, I don't remember the exact title, but it was something about uh, adapted physical activity and whatnot. Because there is a 504 plan and there's an IEP um, plan, individual education plan, uh, because there's there's laws that protect individuals with disabilities in the school system all the way up to 21 years. And they recognize that physical movement is a part of your uh, healing journey and you should have that be a part of your regular lifestyle. And so they made it a law to require it in the schools. That's how PE teachers don't lose their uh, their jobs. They, I mean, they don't, you know, completely just erase that position off the face of the earth because there's laws that protect them. So uh, she was she was dealing with all of that, and um, I don't know if they had a program for her in the Clarksville area. I'm not sure. I think they lived outside of Clarksville. It's been a while since I chatted with her. So many of my associations, people have been threatened to disassociate from me after I've connected with them and posted something about them in the last three years of this contest. It's been ridiculous. These people are a-holes. They're bullies. They tried to get me to join their cult. In 2018 and 2019 and 2020, they sent a PhD in divinity to con her way onto my team as a volunteer, a sheep or a wolf in sheep's clothing, and then tried to get me to uh, send all of my business ideas, promising me verbally that they would get me funding through the elders of their private church group. They're straight from Satan. They worship Baphomet. They sacrifice children in private. That's, I know that's what the Lord, I know that's what the Lord allowed me to be protected from, to not receive any payments from them. Because if I would have received payments from them, I would have been involved through the RICO Act. The Lord protects me, and I'm so grateful. That's another miracle. That's another miracle in itself. It's been frustrating, though, because they, the uh, security teams that protect all the presidents, they had to sign a contract with this group to make it look so believable to steal from me. Initially, the contract was to have me look like I had been killed from my former boyfriend of 2020 that was experiencing psychosis. They were sending messages remotely in his device. They were causing division in our business and personal relationship. And he also was experiencing major psychosis. That's what the CCP does from China. The evil communist party, they hack in. It's a war tactic. They hack into people's devices that are in business or in relationship with one another. I know that because my computer was scanned by a cybersecurity expert for free. He was one of the five original from Apple, the five original cybersecurity experts of Apple. He also worked at Microsoft. He worked at Visa. After I met him, when I first met him in 2020 over the uh, phone, He was working for Pyramid Consulting Group. He was the IT director of 1,300 employees. 
He scanned my computer for free for me, but they paid him to do it. And then they killed him after he got bought out. That's, this group is sick. Absolutely sick. The Illuminati is absolutely sick. They are the child abductors. They profit off of your children. And they tried to get me to join their cult. But when I started speaking the name of Jesus Christ towards the end of 2020, they couldn't come near me. So that's why they paid to have me destroyed. You either join our cult or we kill you. Yeah. Defame your name. Slander your name. Yeah. So I've been dealing with that for three years. I married my hero last year of 2020 that protected me. And he tried to retire. And they tried to kill us. It's been hell. It's been absolute hell. But I'm alive. So obviously the Lord still has a purpose for me. And he has a purpose for you. No matter what you're going through. No matter how difficult your circumstances seem to be. Don't give up. Don't allow those thoughts of the enemy. Or thoughts of self-harm to come into your mind. If they do, capture them. That is what the scriptures say. The scriptures say to cap capture your thoughts. Lay them at the feet of Jesus. Alright, he's giving me a verse. Philippians. Philippians is in the uh, New Testament. We have 1st, 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians. <clears throat> Which chapter, Father? 1st chapter 4, 16. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid again and again when I was in need. Not that I'm looking for a gift, but I'm looking for what may be credited to your account. I have received full payment and even more. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering and acceptable sacrifice pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious Riches in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Don't mind the dog. There's probably turkeys outside. <laughs> you want me to keep reading, Father? Okay. He says, Greet all the saints in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me send greetings. All the saints send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. I'm hoping they get a handle of their dog. Because it's not even 7 a.m. yet here. <laughs> there are miracles everywhere. There is also dark demonic spirits that are allowed to be on the earth because they were banished to the earth from the heavens. They all used to be a part of the creator. The creator of the universe created all things. And the enemy came from the father. He, um, some, some uh, theologians believe that he was the worship leader in the heavens. But he got too big of an ego. Got jealous of the father and started telling all the angels to follow his lead and that he was going to be the one in charge. And so God banished him to the earth. 
and said, you have full dominion of the earth. So that is, that is why uh, children of the Most High King, why we might struggle because of the spiritual warfare. Now you might struggle because of your own choices. You might struggle because of bad circumstances. So I want to encourage you to get plugged in regularly to serving others. Regularly move every single day. Do something enjoyable to move your body. Music is such a powerful healing agent, but be intentional about the lyrics that you're singing out loud because music, music should be another way to spread love around the world and for it to come back to you. If you're singing songs about your terrible ex being a horrible person, right, it's going to magnify the problem that you don't like your ex, right? You have to be very conscious about the lyrics that you allow to enter your mind I used to in my teens I used to ignore my mom and she was such a sound spiritually sound and wise mother she was very particular about what she allowed to enter her children's minds when I was 11 I think maybe 11 or 12 I had gotten one of those postcards in the mail where you could buy the six CDs for a penny and then they gotcha and then you got to pay like 30 bucks a pop for six more And um, I had ordered some very bad CDs. I would say bad lyrics-wise because they were encouraging, like, having promiscuous sex and drugs and all kinds of terrible things. Because I grew up in the hood, and my friend down the street was a couple years older than me. And she was allowed to listen to those things. Her mom wasn't as strict about her music choices. So I ordered CDs that she had in her house because I enjoyed the beat, the tracks. And uh, music is... A very uh, individual thing. Everybody likes different styles of music. And my mom one day, oh my gosh, I was so embarrassed. She made this matrix. It's like Excel spreadsheet, but it was a handmade one. All the curse words. What song? Who was the artist? And she showed it to me. She said, this is what I've been listening to from the CDs you ordered. I was so embarrassed. She didn't have to say anything else. She said, we're going to remove these from your collection. And uh, there was a couple that I was allowed to keep, the Mariah Carey ones. She didn't mind. The other ones, D'Angelo, Montel Jordan, um, who else? Snoop Dogg, I think. It was was what it was. And I told my mom, oh, no, it's fine. It doesn't impact me. She's like, oh, okay. But parents, be on guard. The spiritual attacks of the enemy, they use music to get us to stop thinking and focusing on how we can spread love around the world, how we can praise our Savior. That's why a lot of these big-time famous rap artists are now singing Christian music because that's where the shift of the money is going. So you have to pay attention and uh, protect your children's minds and their spirits by getting them plugged in to music that's going to encourage them. It doesn't have to be church-related if you're not a church-going person, but get them maybe interested in music that's not encouraging them to, you know, have sex and not be married because can you afford to be a grandparent? You got to think about those things. If you can't, then maybe don't have them listen to those kinds of things or ask them, say, Hey, let's talk, let's have a a meeting and talk, discuss the uh, lyrics and the meaning behind them. If you have a conversation about it and you're open-ended and non-judgmental, you let them say, what does this mean to you? Well, it means this to me. 
There's no, there's no right or wrong. This is the intention of the lyrics. This is what the lyrics are saying. Do you want to be singing about that? And then just let your child decide or your young teenager, right, decide. Oh, you know, maybe I don't want to be talking about smoking some dope and handling the cheese or whatever, you know. <laughs> I don't know what the lyrics are for those kinds of songs anymore. I used to. I used to know all the lyrics to all those kinds of things. And we discuss it in our classrooms, in school, between classes. There's like a five-minute intermission thing where you could, you know, what do they call it, passing period. You had five minutes to get to your next class before the bell rang to be tardy. And we'd discuss the music, right, of what was popular. And the one song in high school, Woo to the windows and the wall. And there's a part that's edited right after that. I didn't know it for about 20 years, but it's talking about man's ejaculations, fluids. Yeah. In the songs that were allowed to be played on the radio station for us to listen to as teenagers, as minors. I didn't know it. I was so innocent, so naive. But it was it was my friends, my male friends that explained to me what the lyrics meant. And then I'm like, oh, I don't want to sing that song anymore because I was so modest and I liked that I liked to be modest but you got to be in the world not of the world so there are miracles all around and music has been an incredible healing agent for me in the last three years we're down to today is actually the one month mark till the post the big post of this three-year contest and uh Let's see, I've, I've created, they're not all done yet, but I've created since October of 2020, and it is September 17th, so we're almost to the final, the final month countdown. I've created 94 songs in a little under three years. 94. They tried this evil Illuminati group, CCP, Deep State, whatever you want to call them, they tried to steal one song, that PhD in divinity, that conned her way onto my team and then paid to have me killed through the elders of her church group. Yeah, they tried to steal one. And the Lord said, nope, I'm not happy with that at all. And he gifted me 94 songs. And they're all, they're all good songs that spread love. They're not all church songs. They spread love. The intention is to spread love around the world. Some of them are, uh, there's one that I did, a breakup song to be kind to the person that I was dating. And he didn't treat me at the level of which I desired to be treated. But he had self-harm thoughts where he had told me he had multiple times when he was drunk he told me that he wanted to end it all with a gun. I don't desire anybody to end their lives. He was hurting, and he released his truth to me, his pains to me, because the Lord causes people to share information with me so that I can help them. And I shared the song. I said, I wrote, you inspired me to write a song. And, and I had texted it to him. I said, I'm about to sing it in a therapy experience that I created out of nothing and I have the head of Disney Hotels that is one of our edutainers and a previous Super Bowl performer is going to share his original song 
if this song makes any money, I'm going to write a random check and send it and have your children or grandchildren or whatever in your future um, will get a random check in the mail. Because I desire to be kind. I desire to be known as, as a woman that loved people. If I were to die tomorrow, then nobody could say anything bad about me. I've had some real rough days where I have not been kind because my stress level was maxed out and I allowed the situation to get the best of me and I own up 100% fully. But I know, I know that the military, the good military that that are uh, some people call the white hats, <laughs> The people that protect President Trump, paid contractors, some some probably um, uh, in the military. I don't know. It's none of my business. I don't need to know those things. I know they look out for me and they've helped to keep me alive for three years. What's that, Father? Wow, 35 death attempts, he says. They've kept me alive since October 2020. And... Uh, I've been blocked from making money because of this contest for three years. Any time they want, they shut off my websites. Any time they want, they shut off my cell phone so I can't communicate with anybody. It's been hell. It's been absolute hell. It's, it's extreme abuse of power. But I trust the people that look out for me. And they've been tracing all the illegal activities They've been tracing all of the people that have hacked into my devices and have been stealing, have been allowed to steal from me because it's the biggest sting operation in the world, I think, in the history of the universe. They picked me to win this contest because the Lord assigned it to me in 2018. So I'm about to win with my husband by my side, the first in history global mental health ambassador position and first in, in history, Chief Spiritual Officer of America position. Whatever title I have, my husband has right along with me because I am his helpmate and I haven't been allowed to communicate with him at all for a year and a half because of this division, this polarized division in America and all of the liars that have tried to harm President Trump when he's trying to protect us citizens and make sure we get proper payments for our jobs. They're trying their best to turn America into a communist country, and they've proven it in the last three years. We are draining the swamp. We're not going to ever fully get rid of sin because sin is in all of us. We get to choose every day how we're going to live and operate in this world. Are you going to feed the wolf or are you going to feed the lamb? Try to feed the lamb. Choose love. And if, if you continue choosing love, then you might have to get some warriors to back you up, to support you. So that being said, make sure, make sure you, you start stepping up to become friends and volunteer if, if you can, if you have the time, uh, with your local first responders community, with the police department, sheriff, state troopers, um, ask them, say, hey, I've got some, some time on my hands. I'd love to step up and help you guys. What, what is your greatest need? These are my skills that I have. Um, 
and just see what they say. They could have a, a volunteer program. Uh, maybe some counties don't. Ask them if you could do a ride-along. If you're a prayer warrior, ask them if you can, if especially ladies, ask if you can be uh, help if you have some a counseling spirit within you. Say you'd like to volunteer. And um, you could see what it's like for them to go out and do their their rides and say, you know, I'd like to volunteer and be um, your uh, welfare check woman because they're supposed to, for welfare checks, bring a woman that's not in a uniform to de-escalate the situation. And they're actually supposed to take their uniforms off so that the person, if they're dealing, if they're um, experiencing psychosis, which is like the loss of their capacity to think of sound mind, right? Uh, they will be calmer if you're not in a, a first responder's uniform. This is, this is the reality of it. That's what I was told from a retired DEA agent of 20 years, 20 or 30 years of service. Um, see if you can volunteer, and then you have a greater perspective for what they go through, and then they know your name. So if, if something bad happens in the community, they'll be able to check in on you, or you have a phone number of someone that you've worked with, volunteered with, to check in on them. Now, if you're licensed, of course, it'd be even greater if you're not, though, but you have a counseling spirit within you, just let them know. Say, hey, I'm not licensed, but I am a part of the prayer team at my church, and I'd like to help real people in the community. We are supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We are supposed to go out to people in need. Jesus didn't really stay in the church buildings. He went out and healed people outside, right? He met people where they were at. He was welcomed in different towns. They desired for him to show up because he was healing people. He was raising people from the dead. He was removing demonic spirits out of human beings and putting them into animals, right? That town got a little scared because that was their livelihood they lost, but, uh, People are going to be complaining no matter what. So you might as well do the best you can and have a heart of service for others. Anything else, Father? Miracles all around. I had a miracle the other day. Um, I was planning to pay $1,000 in lawyer fees and a payment plan, but I was also planning to have a job started. I was in a car accident wasn't my fault, fully insured. The other lady fully insured. She admitted full fault. Insurance companies haven't paid me anything since July 8th car accident. I've lost my job now. They've let me go because I can't return without my medical appointments. I can't get to my medical appointments because they required full upfront payment. And then when I said I hired lawyers, then they didn't ask for upfront payment. So a bunch of people are cheating the system, disrespecting me as a veteran spouse because... I didn't have the money. I've had zero assistance from my husband because he's not been allowed to communicate with me because they tried to kill us last year. It's been hell. It's been absolute hell. There are zero rights for me as a veteran spouse in this organization. But uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world because we're 30 days left or so. We've got one month till I get to meet all the presidents and look in the faces of all of them that have been paid to harm me and my reputation and to destroy my marriage and block me from making money in America as a Christian woman. Get to look at them all in the face and say, I forgive you. And I can't wait for how they're going 
to create a sense of peace to fix the problems they've caused and to apologize to my husband for disrespecting him as one of their greatest assets, protecting America. They're going to apologize to my mom, too. They hacked into my dad's dead pension fund. He's been dead since 2016. And in the last couple months, my mom noticed there was money. There was, they were messing with her money from my dead father's pension fund, and she's taking care of her grandkids in the house and her son. And she lost her job because of the pandemic because she refused to get the injection because I told her not to because of the intel I have, and I care about my mother. And there are a lot of people that are not of sound mind anymore after getting the injection that have Bell's palsy or other similar diseases and their immune systems are shot. She lost her income because of the state she lives in. Extremely democratic state. She wasn't allowed to teach in the schools anymore. She had done it for 20 years. So she has part-time income working the fair events. But she lost a lot of her ability to financially provide for herself and her grandchildren and to save money, and she is forced in the last couple months to send me emergency money because insurance companies aren't stepping up to be responsible. We're going to be suing a lot of organizations. I'm going to be very rich. My family's going to be well taken care of. Very well taken care of. And we're going to distribute a lot of our wealth to the poor because that's what Jesus Christ said to do. Enough with hoarding your money. You can't take any of it with you when you die. What's that, Father? First Thessalonians 4.3 It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality. Stop the sex slavery of children. Stop trying to do it in private. We all know what's going on. We all know why the rest of us are broke in America and why the rich keep getting richer. War is coming very soon. I know it because the Holy Spirit reveals things to me and there are enough people that have had enough. Did you ever imagine that in the end times that it would be pedophiles that are the richest of the richest in the world that aren't getting sent to psychiatric hospitals and going to prison? That's, that's an illegal felony where you are actually removed from having the ability to have access to the internet. How do I know that? Because I worked with those kinds of people when I worked in the psych hospital. They were not allowed to go on a computer at all or have a smartphone. We need to get all these criminals and put them away in other countries so we're not paying tax dollars to keep them alive. That's my opinion. And if they're not American citizens and they're living here illegally, they need to be working, or they need to be sent home. End of story. Anything else, Father? There are miracles all around. There are miracles all around. Oh, uh, back to the lawyer thing. So he gifted me $1,000 of a lawyer that I was going to pay for. He gifted it to me after filling out some forms and whatnot, and... Uh, 
false charges of a previous boss that owes me over $11,000 according to our contract. Uh, the Lord provided me a lawyer for free, not a public defender lawyer. I tried to get that one and follow what they told me to do, but there was a conflict of interest because my previous boss used the public defender's office for other cases that she's been dealing with because she was arrested, and rightfully so, for leaving a loaded gun in the house with children unattended. Yeah, two years before I met her, I didn't know it. So the Lord doesn't like deceivers, doesn't like liars, and He looks out for me and protects me, because I protect children, I make good decisions in difficult circumstances. I'm not perfect, but I make very good decisions in difficult circumstances. I've had to my whole life. And I've been completely healed of suicidal ideations. And all I've done since 2018 is lean into this calling and work jobs and grow this thing part-time on the side while being a responsible citizen. I've been forced into homelessness three times in the last three years. I've had to climb out of the wreckage of all of these rich people that have abused their powers. And I'm about to win a very, very important title first in history, with my husband by my side. And we're going to be moving a lot of their dirty money, their sex slavery money, into the bank accounts of the poor. That's what's about to happen. Internet will be shut down in November. Start making your plans for war. I don't know when war is coming, but I imagine... When all the internet gets shut down, that people will get very upset because they won't have access to their money. They won't have access to call anybody. Landlines won't work. It will create a sense of panic in many people. That's why you need to be reaching out to first responders and any military and ask them how you can help them. Make friends with them. Let them know the internet will be shut down and nobody knows how long it'll be shut down for the Lord knows he's in charge of it all I want to give you an opportunity to connect with him directly if you haven't already made that commitment to him repeat after me dear heavenly father thank you for this gift of salvation I can't earn it or buy it you give it freely to those who believe in your son Jesus Christ Father I make mistakes but I don't desire to please come into my heart and never leave my side I pray this in your heavenly name Amen if you just prayed that prayer for the first time we want to welcome you to the family your next step is to get plugged into a Bible based church keep God first place and, uh, and you ask Father Okay. Okay. He, that was very specific. Okay. Uh, he asked for you to send bicycles overseas to all the military families. So if you are able to either order on Amazon and have it delivered to um, uh, veteran stations overseas, uh, we'd like to get bicycles to uh, the children of uh, veterans that are uh, fighting the wars right now so that they can ride bikes, stay physically active, and work on their mental health because exercise is a really positive way to heal the mind, to protect the mind against depression. Um, 
So get plugged in with your local uh, military base, post, etc., etc., and ask them if you've got extra monies to donate. Tell them you'd like to get some bicycles overseas to the families and what would be the best way to do that. Okay, anything else, Father? Okay, nope. Don't forget to tell someone you love them today. And we'll see you next time.